I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. What did you think of Anya Taylor Joy's Golden Globes iconic look? I was about to say it's iconic. That was the word I was going to use. What would that mean? <laughs> you, you know what your iconic look is? Is the uh, the jersey from the Club Seven show, the Polygram Seas? My Allen Iverson throwback. Yeah, yeah. That would be my iconic good. look. I was. Um, uh, not ashamed to say I was showing off a little bit of the goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, quite a quite a set of cannons on me at the time. I wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't afraid to to, to <laughs> show them off. Actually, it was very eager to show them a off. Set of cannons was they were well received by many of the ladies, some of the fellas. And uh, in case you're joining in for the first time, uh, Q is the kind of guy who says. Set of cannons. A set of cannons. <laughs> what would you call it? Look at that. What do you even think that is? Look at that. I haven't lifted a weight in like 12 years. That's just how I look. Yeah. Show me your body. Yeah. Show me your muscle. Go on. Let me see it. It looks <laughs> like a packing tube. <laughs> it looks like it looks like when you get to the end of wrapping paper, what's left? <laughs> um, so, Dave, let's make today a little bit of a potpourri, a little bit of a grab bag. Why don't we just like mm. uh, talk through a few things? Um, the Golden Globes. I'm not going to talk talk about that. That's we don't stupid. need to talk about stupid. that. Stupid. Yeah. I know you watch that dumb. stuff though, but. Yeah, but yeah. Clubs, yeah, yeah, me mostly. Mm. Um, but okay, you know, one thing I did want to talk about is like, how do we? How, you know, you and I have this running joke about how like it's going to be really funny one day when we become Republicans because of like mm-hmm. the the more annoying tendencies of like progressives and and liberals and people just broadly on the left. And I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking about that. Um. Like uh, Jim Jordan came out today, who's a um, congressman from the the congressman who's like famously very supportive of um, of I guess child molestation in uh, in when he was a, or I guess it would be child molestation. It would just be like I don't know. He was a um, strong stance. He was a I think a wrestling coach at Ohio State University during an era when like. Every wrestler was just getting fingered or something like that. And he was like, just fine. Yeah, he wasn't, from what I understand, he wasn't doing the fingering, but he was completely fine with it and like a huge advocate of it and loved that it was happening. Sure. He thought it was great. Yeah. So anyway, now he's a, a congressman, um, mm. a representative, you know, rep- a Republican representative from Ohio. And um, so he introduced this bill where he's going to like, uh, I have it right here, actually. It's like Jim Jordan calls for House Judiciary hearing. Hang on. Jim Jordan calls for House Judiciary hearing on cancel culture. So he called on Monday. Him, Jim Jordan, called on Monday for the House Judiciary Committee to hold a public hearing on cancel culture, arguing that the committee should investigate what he claimed was a wave of censorship occurring in private companies on college campuses and other facets of American life. So I thought that was funny. I started thinking a little it's bit. Probably of, a big Gina Carano fan. I think that there's probably some purchase there. Like that's something that'll come up. Like I guarantee Gina Carano will get dragged in front of Congress to testify, or not dragged. She'll probably eagerly go um, to oh, yeah. talk about how she was how she was canceled. Uh, now, <laughs> a lot of people could point out the like sort of specious nature of when conservatives claim that they're being canceled or whatever. But that's not what I was thinking about. What I was thinking about specifically were like two movies that you and I recently saw. So don't you mm-hmm. like how whenever we're like at a little bit at a loss and I need to communicate with you and draw you out of your shell, what do I do? Yeah. I go to your, yeah. your sweet spot. Bring up the movies. Bring up movies. Yeah. Make, make me a happy boy. So 
There are two movies that you and I watched in the last, I think, week. Um, Jesus and the Black Messiah. Or Judas, I'm sorry. Judas and the Judas. Black Messiah. And um, yeah. a, another movie called uh, fucking, what is it called already? Uh, I Think I Can Help. No, I Really Want to Help. Oh, I Care A Lot. I Care A Lot. Thank you. Close enough. Um, couldn't be on the binary further apart, further apart in terms sure. of quality. Like Judas and the Black Messiah, like I told you, um, it'll be tough for there to be a movie I like more than that this year. Uh, it was like great. It like combined elements of like exploitation movies and action and shootout stuff, the kind of shit that I really like with accurate, mostly accurate um, historical stories about you know revolutionaries in the 60s um, black revolutionaries in the 60s here in the u.s and shit that i learned on paper in high school but like never got to see put to print that most people never right. really saw i'm sorry put to film most people never got to see right. put to film great performances whatever i want to help what is it i really care a lot <laughs> I, I care a lot i care a lot <laughs> sucks shit it was like a just pure dog shit of a movie like a uh like scrape it off the bottom of your heel and and move on. It was Netflix trash, but like done really badly. And because a lot of people do love the movie, by the way, a lot way. of people I, love we're, it. we're kind of in the minority though. So kind of, I, I don't know. I've read a lot about how bad it is. It's and 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 I I think that people who picked up on how bad it is are of course dudes because we're more perceptive mm. and we see things that women <laughs> that's <right>. don't that's <laughs> no obviously it's a movie that was like it's playing with gender politics and gender roles or like challenging them at least or or but but in this very like i i don't know dave how would you describe it it feels like it, it rings hollow or it is forced it's not natural like what was your... it's like someone yelling in your face to get you to get mad basically is kind of the the idea of the movie They're what just you don't like, like this? In your you face. don't like that she's yeah. doing this like that exactly yeah yeah so i was thinking about the idea that like um because really what is cancel culture cancel culture isn't people getting canceled it's room getting made at the table for other voices that had never really been there right it's it's mm. really what's happening is that like people who are being challenged um people who are sort of entrenched in in uh institutions or elitist institutions specifically never used to have to hear from the riffraff and now they do um you know if i have a few thousand followers on twitter i can pull a crusade that tanks the um sales of somebody's shitty book right some guy who's you know again like from stanford or something like that who is well respected in his field an asshole like me can can fuck up his his book you know yeah. sales or his youtube series or something i don't know like i can get it i can i a nobody can affect change in a way that i never used to be able to other nobodies right. like me never would be able to if i hit at the right moment if people are paying attention and if i make a compelling case against somebody right all of a sudden, I have a room, a seat at the table that somebody like me or somebody like unknown or whatever um, never would have in the past, and that's being perceived as these challenges. I think are being perceived as counter, as as um, cancel culture by the people who used to have exclusive rights to those seats. It was like all mm -hmm. their space. It was their table. And um, anyway, that's that's why I always kind of disagree with you a lot when we talk about cancel culture. But I was thinking about these two movies and how these movies represent people um, who have a seat, the filmmakers and, and um, the, the, the characters and the people that are like, uh, I guess like centered in these movies, right? How they sort of represent voices or archetypes uh, who, who didn't get seats at the table in cinema in the past. And, mm -hmm. um, or not, at least not as much anyway. Sure. And like, <laughs> It, it 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 just shows goes to show that like that can swing either way. Like you give a seat to the table, and some people have great things to say, and then some people have trash to say. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of like I'm 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 thinking about this stuff as I look at Jim Jordan, 
I think Marco Rubio recently came out. It's clear coming out of CPAC, the convention that was just held over this last week. By the way, really quickly, just to interrupt, uh, a better example than I care a lot, because like I said, a lot of people do like that movie, even if you and I didn't, uh, would be Sia's music. Oh, uh, <laughs> There's a whole <laughs> better... different set of pathologies <laughs> exactly. at play there. And um, I'm, not, I'm certainly not equipped to explore any of that. Uh, talk about canceling. Talk about getting canceled. That's like fucking. How many podcast type host people out there do you um, think didn't cover like film or TV or culture podcasts or blogs or whatever? Didn't even didn't even touch that movie. Oh yeah, just because yeah, it's like it's no, like, I I don't want to be me. involved at all. Just get me out of here. Let's just move on to the next. But thing. what do you do though? I mean, like honestly, Dave, you're like the closest thing that I know to being a critic. Like, what do you do if there's a thing that I guess is like exercising the the muscle that should be getting exercised right now, but is doing it in a terrible, terrible way? It's almost right. like it's almost like when you see a fat person who's completely out of shape and they're exercising wrong, but you're like, you know what? Good for them. They're doing it. I don't want to, they're exercising at least. Maybe yeah, I shouldn't correct yeah. them or something. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, baby steps. I don't know. But some of these movies are like real misses. And we've talked about it before where it's like, and I, I don't want this to be a movie conversation. It's more like about culture and yeah. those seats at the table, I think. Right. Sure. And I'm looking at, like coming out of CPAC, like I was saying a moment ago, the um the the talking point, it's funny because like Republicans are very light on policy. It's all just kind of come down to culture wars and um, yeah. you know, signifiers and things like that. And like I guess broadly if you held down like a modern day Trump Republican and you're like, Well, what is it that you want? It would be like freedom and like no abortion or something like that right. right like broadly but like try digging down on that you're not you're not going you're not going to get anywhere it's mostly about grievance and it's about beating the other guys and it's about things like the culture like cancel culture and, and all that shit right coming out of cpac couldn't be more clear this is the message for 2024 or 2022 and 2024 um that they're going to be hammering on and i guess what i'm taking a long time to get to what i'm taking like 13 minutes to like preamble up to is like i think they got a case like i think they have a case that they can make if that's what they want, want to make the case on um <clears throat> yeah i mean you can i guess not like music or not like uh um uh, i care about you and and i just let it slide <laughs> <laughs> and and like and that makes you an asshole right like if you don't like right. those movies i guess i guess music is different like everybody universally music is a terrible movie despised by it all, as like one of the worst yeah. movies ever made but um like this other movie i think i i'm sticking with my guns and i think the other movie is a better example because it is divisive right right no, you're you're right. You're right there. And and yeah, and I think I think you make a good point though about about uh Republicans using using that kind of divide uh against people on the left because people on the left are like they feel like they need to tiptoe around everything. People on the right can just like go straight at it and straight at the uh straight at straight at ar arguing with people about their takes on things. But it's like super meta because they're only right. it is very meta. They're arguing about the argument, not about what right. the argument is. Like what the they're yes. not the, not not talking about like the sides. I saw a tweet recently from I forget who. I think it was like it was some Republican. I don't know. It was a, a just some Republican lawmaker who was saying like who who was complaining about oh the one point nine trillion dollar bill that is in some fucking stage of being passed eventually at some fucking point uh it will only have like less than one percent of actual covid relief built into it and mm. all of the rest of it is going towards this and this and this and this but what you don't hear and like um kind of just like impugning the biden response to uh coronavirus and you know like the, the lack of planning or whatever and uh you know a month in and what, but what you don't hear is a plan enunciated, and they don't have to have an, a plan of their own to enunciate. Yeah. And it's a, a lot of the same way 
in these cancel culture fights, you're just getting in a in you're you're arguing about the contours of the argument and not the the subject matter. Where yeah. the one in this Jim Jordan article that I was reading on um, the Hill, they were talking about how um, the thing that they're pointing to is the removal of some book about like it's called When Harry Became Sally. <laughs> Um, that was on Amazon and it was about, it was a very, I guess, trans activists found it to be like, um, you know, demeaning or, or, or insulting just a bad book, um, bad take on, on the issue of trans transgenderism. And, uh, what you'll never get these guys to do is to sit down and open up that book and be like, Hey, you know, this is a shitty book. Like maybe it should be removed from Amazon because of the hurt that it could do. Or I don't know, like maybe it, maybe these people, trans activists are well within their rights to, to boycott this book or to try to like get it removed or whatever. Um, you'll never like get them to pin any of these people down to talk about the substance of the issue. What they're talking about is the fact that it was removed and the larger implications of free speech and, um, you know, like uh, what it could mean for the future and the chilling effect. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff happening already. Like if there's a chilling effect going on, it's already going on. I don't think that I mean, if anything, this guy that wrote that book became like a, a Twitter celebrity because, or like a, a, a media celebrity because now everybody's calling him on to their conservative radio shows and their conservative podcasts and their conservative Fox News shows and cable shows to talk about how nobody will let him talk about what he wants to talk about. Sure, yeah. And it, it goes to that thing that uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I have a friend who uh, who talks Louis about CK. this whole <laughs> cancel culture situation a lot uh, and, and brings up bullying calls it bullying and I, I you know that is such a strange thing to say that people are bullying a celebrity yeah. like it's like how, how is that person being bullied like explain a context it, where this person has like like what's what's a what's in a context where they've said that that's bullying or whatever well the 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 fact that people would get uh, offended and have like a a whole uh, movement against that person by because they're offended about something that maybe is legit you know a legitimate thing to be offended by mm -hmm. just the fact that so many people are coming together around that thing it, it's quote unquote it's bullying at that point because all these people are are calling this person out yeah and I, I, it, it's a it's a weird phenomenon I don't know yeah it's 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 funny and again it's it, it's because I think obviously it's trite to just say that it's because of social media, but it really is. It was a democratizing factor where like you could just call, you know, Tom, Tom Cruise a, a fuck face. And all of a sudden Tom Cruise has to like grapple with the fact that somebody's out there calling him a fuck face. He never had to worry about that before, even though yeah. it was definitely happening. People have been calling Tom Cruise a fuck face since like 1982. And I would never do that. I know you would never do that. You would never disrespect yeah. your your true your true king, um, <laughs> fellow short kings. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is taller, you or Tom Cruise? You're probably taller than Tom Cruise, right? I probably am by an, an inch or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're a real petite little guy, a real <laughs> snuggly little munchkin, real little like like wet sausage boy, real bag of meat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 change topics dave let's talk about hopefulness let's talk about mm -hmm. like where you think right now you're gonna get like when when will things go back to normal for you based on your own timeline because today i think that i found like a way to kind of get vaccinated in like the coming days maybe a week or so I I'm going tomorrow to try, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's like a whole thing, uh, you know, a whole method that we've been like kind of getting information on to like go and, you know, be put on these lists where you, you know, anyone could get it at the end of the day and all that. And so we, we have a whole method for hopefully getting in and we're going to waste a day. I mean, it, it might not happen. We might just completely be throwing away it's a day. And you know, you know me, I, I get really mad when days are wasted, but it is worth it to try, you know, because it, you know, it's got to happen. And I don't know when, although 
on the bright side, like even if it doesn't happen, it looks like uh, this week they're starting to open things up even more so than than it's been previously. So it seems like things are moving along, like you know, at least at a fairly good pace now. Yeah, it's so hard to get a um a a finger on it to get a read on it because like you read one thing that seems hopeful and then you read another thing that's really just yeah. not you know. Um, I, I will say that I'm trying to think of like what'll be the what what what'll be the what are we gonna do when we get back together, Dave? What's gonna happen? You describe it to me. I come off the plane. I come walking down the tarmac. It's like rain soaked, and I'm wearing a leather slicker. And <laughs> what what? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what this is. Like what's happening? You know what happens? I, I don't know, but uh, you see me wearing this in your house. What you do? <laughs> I don't know, but I can't wait though. It's gonna be great, <laughs> and we'll finally do another live show. Go to a bunch of we'll places watch. that are closed and out of business. Oh, Try to yeah. go drink at Money Plays at like three Eat a in bunch the morning. of meat. Eat meat we'll now because that's we'll, a thing. We'll watch the far the new Fargo season that I still haven't started. Oh yeah, you're gonna hold on to that for me. I guess so at yeah. this point. Yeah, I watched it. Um, so okay, what would be different though? Like we talked. Well, about yeah, this. as far as like what is normal, mm-hmm. or do you mean what'll be different like when I see it? Yeah, or even like even or even just the day after you get vaccinated, like what's what's yeah? I don't different? see much changing, honestly. Like I I do feel like a lot of the changes that have you know happened are going to continue. I mean, it, it's it's hard to imagine going back to a fully normal. I'd like to go back to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, that would that would be nice, and of course, you know. Godzilla versus Kong, March thirty first. I'm going one way or another. Uh, but other than that, it, it's hard to imagine going back to anything resembling normal. You know, I, I'd love to be able to, you know, travel again, like in in a real way, not just like going to a cabin in the middle of the nowhere. You know, but yeah. every day, day to day. I mean, can you? I mean, maybe you can, but I can't imagine ever going back to a bar. Like ever going back to a bar? I'm gonna go back to a bar. That sounds horrible. Like now knowing that yeah, everybody's well, got these get fucking, fucking diseases. Yeah, but you're gonna get the inoculation. You're gonna be inoculated. You're gonna be fine. You're like you can go. Yeah, to a but bar. it's like there's lasting effects. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm turned off. You know, <laughs> I was already on this path. You know. Yeah, but like, like you'll the, taught me to know it. Don't worry. But in, until you get here, it's, I don't. What's see like it the new art bar or the new? Um, I guess maybe bunkhouse. I don't know. What's the new like that kind of bar? That's like, uh, what was the one? That, um, rebar, like that kind of place. Like what's what's that one? That's a good question. I honestly am not sure uh, because definitely a lot of new stuff is open downtown. You know what? I'm very excited to check out. Uh, not to bring it back to movies again, mm. but some some guy had the audacity two weeks ago to open. A, a film theater. only movie theater in downtown, wow. like only only projects film to open it when people are not yet vaccinated. Like I can't even imagine what his, uh, you know, business plan is exactly. But it's called the Thirty Five. So uh, there's a plug for for you. Um, but uh, what part of town I, I look is that forward in? to checking it out. It's somewhere downtown. I, I don't know the exact address, but um, yeah, you never know. It's a, it it's a one like, screen, I think. You, you know what that shit sounds like? Um, it's always where it's like um, companies like that. I, I bet you, I bet you that that's like grant funded or something. And yeah. because it was grant funded, there was probably um, hardwired. Uh, date milestone dates because that's how grants work they give you like milestone Mm. dates and you have anticipated outcomes and you have to like reach these certain milestones or whatever and uh they're probably like grant money is so fluffy because it's like it doesn't matter it's not going into like a like a a normal person running a business would obviously look at the calendar and be like let me just wait six months because it's going to make way more financial sense for me to sign a lease and begin taking on headcount and doing all this shit um, this expensive shit, burning money, but like when you have a grant, you just burn money, and the yeah. the grantee, the grantor, 
just burns the money. They would rather you just stick with their deadline. So this is probably something that was like approved in like 2019 sure. through some like, yeah. you know, the downtown development is, uh, authority or some shit like that. I don't know what you guys have over there now these days, your, your community redevelopment association or whatever that is. But, um, speaking of which, this is like a total tangent, but, uh, we, we talked about Tony Shea, you know, a few episodes back. Um, but I guess, uh, there's an article, I don't have it up in front of me or anything, but there's an article that his, his family is like unloading like a hundred buildings that he had invested into in downtown. That's a pretty huge, um, that's going to be a pretty huge change to that landscape of, of downtown Las Vegas. I mean, you should buy something. You should buy a building. I feel like you should. All points west west. <laughs> All points west west. <laughs> yeah. We already have All Points West West just in in uh 2606 South Decatur. It's <laughs> close <laughs> enough. <laughs> I got it wrong on purpose. I didn't want to tell yeah. everyone it was 2906 South Decatur. Still not right. Damn it. Clo- even, damn it. Even closer. Even closer. Um, so let me see. Here it is. A Fox Business article. Let's uh, check this out because I actually would buy property in Las Vegas. I bet it would be great passive income. Right? Property in downtown would be probably worthwhile, I think. Um, Tony Chase family announces plans to sell Zappos. This is what you said. Zappos co-founders nearly 100 properties following tragic uh, death. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> do you have like autoplay videos that's the second time that's happened yeah yeah well it's not me it's the it's the uh it's the website that doesn't happen to me it's the uh, websites maybe i just don't go to websites anymore <laughs> the administrators of zappos co-founder tony of zappos co-founder tony chase estate are in the process of trying to sell more than 90 las vegas properties owned by the multimillionaire at the time of his shocking death according to a family spokesperson in a report um, so they've notified the Clark County District Court of plans to sell his nearly 100 properties. Dave, do you know if all these things are like all like a block or like like a bunch of like blocks together or are they like all over the place? Yeah, I think they're scattered, but all within that one like arts district downtown area. Downtown development. Yeah, that, that downtown area, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm reading the article. It doesn't seem like. It... Yeah, they're not really like giving too many details of, of like you know, what the plan is, just that it's happening. Wow, so he had retired from Zappos in August, huh? Yeah. So he was spiraling, probably. There was probably yeah. a lot of stuff going on. That's what the story, you know, that's what that's what we we heard in the weeks after it happened. Right. Um, their properties are predominantly located in the city's downtown area, like you said, and consist of Container Park. Uh, oh, so that tacky uh, mall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That mall is like a place where you can't get anything. Like you go in yeah, there and you're like, there. Oh, I'm going to get some food. And there's a bunch of places that look like they're cooking food. And then it's just like a lemon meringue pie that was <laughs> like, that's under like eight layers of plastic that got shipped from Idaho or something. Two, two ribs in a cup, a paper cup. Yeah. <laughs> exactly a novelty like a novelty sandal with french fries <laughs> the french fries are made of felt it's like just all around disappointing like every experience is just disappointing i remember going in that, in that place and it is i'm sorry i know that this is like you know we, we, we always try to support all vegas stuff but like that place is the tackiest fucking shit. Like, just, I don't know how to explain it. Not just ambiance, but just, like, the edges, the invisible, like, architecture that makes up a place. That 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 mall, like, just the, the moldings on the floor or, like, the... Just like the caps on the ends of the, um, of the screws in the staircases. Like, it was all tacky cheese and... Like, I, I like could you can just wrong bulldoze it and drag it away, and not one person would feel <laughs> it leave. Not one person would feel its presence vacate. I could be wrong about this, but I kind of remember hearing that that is a concept that already existed in other cities, like other downtowns, <sighs> where 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 they have these these container park style little tacky malls. It, bo- it bothers me though because it's like this. It's this race to the bottom innovation <laughs> where it's like smooth all the edges make everything just like as um 
universal and shippable and supply chain friendly as possible. Like, mm-hmm. take something that, I don't know, oh, just like shave the personality off of everything and make it white and flat and just pop it up. And it's like, isn't it cool that we just pop this up? And, and, and it's super like, it's easy to get rid of when the time comes. Super too. easy to bulldoze and just fucking yeah. drag off somewhere. And it's like, yeah, but did it did it even ever exist? If it was basically nothing and trash, a hundred years from now, when you and I are on our like tenth COVID vaccines, mm-hmm. and somehow the vaccine <laughs> has like had the un. un- unintended consequence of giving like uh, expanding the human life life. yeah like (laughs) making human beings live to be 300 but completely miserable like only like only paralyzed by their fear of death and that's the only animating factor preventing them from taking their own lives just that inherent like hardwired evolutionary you know instinct not to take your own life um, but otherwise just feeling like pure shit every moment of every day. And you uh, and I sit around and we lock eyes drooling. And um, and I'm just like, wasn't there a big bug that spit fire? And you're like, <laughs> no. And I'm like, yes, there was a big bug and it spit fire. And it was a, it was a mall. It was a shopping mall. And you're just it was, like it was and on you're like, some kind of unknowable timer. And you're like, I'm just willing to randomly bet, spitfire. I'm willing to bet you Q a, 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 a thousand yuan because we'll be on yuan by then. <laughs> a thousand yuan that that literally never happened. <laughs> and, and you know what? You're who's to say that you're wrong? Because yeah. this impermanent tr- flat aesthetically absent trash that honestly i gotta say man i keep saying honestly because i'm caveating this because i'm shitting all over a lot of like vegas downtown stuff that we like root for usually but like but that was the like governing aesthetic behind a lot of the shea redevelopment over Mm -hmm. those last 10 years like this stuff that we're talking about this these these tracks of land he would put up just like white square buildings or like white yeah. yeah and just be like look at how fast we put this up and it's ready to be and it's like yeah but it sucks does it matter if it sucks like if it's terrible and it just goes away um and that's what a lot of the the downtown downtown Nevada, downtown las vegas used to be the quirkiest and weirdest place mm-hmm. like in the era of like union plaza and like um what was the little the what was the, the 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 very famous little shit casino that we would always go into and get cheap steak at four in the morning, um, where they had two dollar live blackjack, and they they know. remade it and it's there El Cortez the El Cortez um oh, okay so yeah, yeah. and they remade it a hipster version right there's like a hipster El Cortez now I think and mm-hmm. um so like that had so much detail and nuance. And misery and like you know it had all these things that made it real and it made it human and like container park doesn't have any of that this you know, the shea legacy doesn't have any of that you know this just reminded me of um totally random story that i just saw the other day uh the bus station next to the plaza is closing isn't that weird is it the plaza the Greyhound. I think it's the pl- yeah the Greyhound, Greyhound bus. bus station yeah like that, I, that just seems like the biggest that I know of, like in in Vegas. Like, I don't know. I just think that that's, that's such weird. a strange thing to close. You know, I, I know a lot about all that shit. Um, I will say this about Greyhound buses: they are sort of an under—they're not underground, but like they are a an underground to people like us. It's an—it's this entire underground beyond just the. Um, empirical obvious thing of what they are which is buses that crisscross the country it's uh, like a sort of it's funny because just watched a movie we were talking about before nomadland about these Mm. subcultures of entire groups of people that you never interact with and you don't know about and are out there just doing things that are completely non-intersectional with with your existence similarly greyhound buses same thing man there's an entire culture of people who you know, their economic circumstances are that like 
flying, there's just no way. They're never going right. to come $300 out of pocket for a plane ticket. You know, it's like you might as it might as well be $3 million, you know. Yeah. And like the the, the absolute furthest that they can stretch the, their budget is a $30 plane ticket or, or sorry, a $30 um, bus ticket. Or in my case, a $90 bus ticket because I did come into that thing one time and the person who loaned me and wired me the 90 bucks from across the country was you. Do you remember that? Nope, but it sounds like something that might have happened. <laughs> when uh, when I was in North Carolina and I was dead-ass broke um, and I'd driven around the country in, in my car and trying to like whatever. Uh, I had like a very proto-understanding of like it, it like not very comprehensive or, or well-read understanding of like, you know, Jack Kerouac on the road, Hunter Thompson type existence of like finding yourself or whatever and and that it could only matter if you're super broke and that like it you'll only learn things about yourself if you're very like living like a low bottom life and yeah. um it stalled out in my old hometown in north carolina i went there and i ended up spending a lot of time there and uh, just kind of reconnecting with random people but i was this like Oh, 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 rave. I was like a, a, just a goblin floating through the streets of a city that I used to live in as a teenager. And, um, and here I was, I was like 25, like a grown ass man, just being like, well, are you guys going out to party tonight? And they're like, no, we have children. Or, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go sleep in my car, which is what I did. I slept in my car most nights. Sure. And uh, eventually that car broke down and I was in a real pickle. I was in a real uh, Francis McDormand Norman, no, uh, Nomadland pickle, oh, and yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I didn't even have like a working cell phone. This was like 2006 or 2005, uh, and um, I didn't even have a working phone at the time. So somehow I got in touch with you, and you wired me um, like I think a hundred bucks, and with that hundred bucks, I got. It's funny. I wish I wish a long time, um, multiple time guest of the show James was on right now because he knows he was friends with me pretty. He was pretty close friends with me during this whole time in this period, and uh, we were talking a lot at the time. But anyway, Dave sends me a hundred dollars through um, through Western Union, which I picked up at the Cary Town Center in Cary, North Carolina. Um, the mechanics parking lot where I had my car parked, uh, the guy was like, I, I told the guy I was leaving it and that I had to go catch a bus. And he was like, you can't leave this car here. And I was like, just keep it. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to that car. That car is presumably still there. I told him to just keep it. Um, that, that happens in Wendy and Lucy. I just watched that for a uh, puzzle piece for Nomadland. There you go. Puzzle piece for Q's life. And there you go. And um, from 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 Cary Town Center, I I don't know. I, I got a ride with a friend somehow to downtown Raleigh. In downtown Raleigh, I hopped on. I I, I bought a ninety dollar bus ticket across the entire country, Greyhound, to bring me back to you. Yeah, and, worth uh, every penny. Worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> and for the it, it was a four day bus ride, and for the um for the duration to feed myself on like snack foods. I only had the $10, the difference between the night, the hundred dollars you sent me and the $90, the $90 ticket. What I had with leftover was 10 bucks. And uh, I ate on $10 through Jackson, Mississippi, you know, Amarillo, Texas, uh, like all points. And that's where originally we get the, the name all points West, because that's what the, <laughs> that is what the guy would get up and say, he would say the name of the next three or four cities that were coming up and all points West. And that's where the, the origin, I don't think I've told that story before. On any podcast I don't think you or have, anything. Yeah, I don't think you have. No, yeah. that's so a where, little that's bit of uh, company from. history. Yeah, the traveling back to me, <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately picking up where we left off, just going out uh -huh. to like different trendy ultra lounges and dive bars and wearing leather jackets. Oh yeah, yeah, like lots of so many different leather jackets being worn at any given moment. Oh yeah, I've started wearing a leather jacket again. By the way, I like it. I That's, like it. Yeah. How comfortable are you? Thing. Are you getting back to a point where you might start wearing jeans again? I I've been actually, yeah, and I, I've been wearing like tighter jeans too. I they're not super baggy like oh, I, I like usually it. do. Yeah, no, yeah. you can't because like that time is over. 
Mm. Our era was the baggy jeans. And uh, apparently Gen Z is bringing back baggy jeans, which, you know, more power to them. Sure. Yeah. It's it's a young man's game. Baggy jeans? Yeah. <laughs> like the owning of baggy jeans is a yeah, young man's game. It is. You, you can't you can't keep wearing that. You, you know, wives don't like it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so wait, your 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 girlfriend was fine with it until she became your wife, and now she's like, no, you oh, she, I don't think she liked to pick. I want to see the outline of your dick. <laughs> That's exactly why she wants to be wearing nicer jeans. There, I never see the outline of your dick. <laughs> so help me out, man. Give me something. Let's talk about something. You, uh, we, we still got like 15 minutes or something. I, uh, we got. How about uh, this? Uh, uh, Nomadland, but it's all Chinese people. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. I, uh, (laughs) I burnt my, the roof of my mouth on a keto pizza yesterday and it hurts like fucking hell right now. You ever burn your mouth on a, uh, that's your, that's, that's your, penance for transgressing against god yeah. the whole thing d- during this entire time of um of of being on this uh keto diet um ride along with you the one thing i haven't partaken in is the fucking cauliflower pizza that yeah. seems like an abomination that <laughs> seems like it's I, the way i described it to you when you were asking me if i was going to eat that I, it was a bridge too far that is uh-huh. a that's just a bridge too far man you can't eat shit it's it's fucking great it's not great i know i know that you don't think it's great making a habit of it or anything like that it is great i know you don't think it's great no it's great i honestly you gotta remember i've i've been i've been at this for a while now i i don't know if i remember what pizza tastes like what like regular pizza tastes like i haven't had pizza in a really long time either probably like uh you know what (laughs) i think i don't know if i talked about this when i came back from north carolina when when i was there for that month but uh Food there's terrible. I don't I don't know if there's a worse place of food in this maybe Washington DC, but like North Carolina food is just pure fucking. I just picture buffets. Trash. It's That's like, like what I imagine. Probably, but like it was COVID, so we didn't do buffets, but like it's probably just like a lot of buffets. I remember when I was when I was when I lived in North Carolina when I was when I was a teenager, you like don't care about food really. As a teenager, have you ever, have you ever noticed your think? Uh, I can't talk. Have you ever thought about that? Like the fact that when you were a teenager, you had no tastes. You were just like literally the 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 number six at whatever place that you went to was like just yeah, your thing. wherever you ended up, that's right. what you ate. Yeah, and and I mean, food was great, and you ate lots of it, but there was no like there was no decision making involved. There was no favoritism. My big thing was when I moved to Vegas, food was better in Vegas and options were bigger. And um, I remember always second guessing and usually correctly because I was terrible at this, where I would take like a girl on a date, like depending on the kind of girl and depending on the date. I took a girl when I was 19 to the Mandalay Bay Buffet because <laughs> I thought nice. that was the you- best one. That's what I thought. That's what you do with with a girl. It's like you feed her as much as you can. Like, don't be cheap. (laughs) Give her all the food. Just you know, and um, and it was funny because she was younger than me. She was like, I was like nineteen and she was eighteen. But like later, she was like, that was a terrible choice. Why'd you do that? Why'd you take me to a buffet? And I was like, was it really? I I thought that was a compliment. Yeah, that I think you could eat. Getting you all the food. I'm getting you all the food. (laughs) You can get any of it. Baby, you, you have seconds. You can even go get more. Thirds. Thirds even. <laughs> you don't even you don't even know how much food I bought you tonight. Theoretically, <laughs> I've fed you for life. Because you could just I, keep I, eating I, here. Forever. I like it. I like in this scenario that this girl doesn't even know how buffets work. You're introducing her to the concept. <laughs> or she's like <laughs> coyly playing along with not knowing just be like yeah. oh great and just kind of counting the minutes until i take her home <laughs> so yeah i was always really bad at um 
I, like I mean I don't know did other people have it did did we did we all all of us of a certain age did we all have like a two or three year period where we thought Olive Garden was like fancy food sure I think everybody did yeah and then like how did we get disillusioned of that was there a moment where it was like by the way Olive Garden's bad or like did Jim Gaffigan have like a stand up <laughs> set about it, it or yeah. where somebody just <laughs> makes fun of like I don't know. We all thought that know. biopics, that biopics, were good movies, and then uh, Walk Hard came out and just made fun right. of them, and nobody could ever make a biopic ever again. I will say though that the uh, the breadsticks are still great. Breadsticks need a biopic of their own. I would um, watch that. The breadsticks, you can't like, and now Olive Garden is like literally the worst thing in the world for you. Oh yeah, I can't me. eat it, but they can't even ex- know, exist near keto. Oh, I. Two bags of those, easy. Yeah, and then like, I I remember I thought like I also I also from I'm from a different girl, um, a different woman that I dated, a different that I, that I brought to a, a different terrible restaurant. respectable partner. <laughs> I really was sure that um. See, I was terrible at this, man. I don't know. I didn't learn a lot of the things that you're supposed to know going into adulthood, and I had to figure them all out really on the fly like um like i thought that macaroni grill was super nice and uh-huh. there was a macaroni grill in las vegas and this girl uh where it where it is i think it's either on charleston or sahara or something i i was driving with this girl and i was like oh well we can get to go into macaroni grill that's really nice and the girl was like oh and she pointed at this restaurant in vegas that's like a kind of an institution that we were driving by she called landry's and she was like, mm-hmm. oh, Landry's, let's go to that Landry's, have a nice night. And I just looked at it and had a neon sign, and I was like, oh, that place is probably cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> and no, Landry's is like a five-star awesome restaurant, and yeah. Macaroni Girl is just Macaroni Girl. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 you uh, you bumpkin, you fucking uncouth. Uh, <laughs> you don't you know, know shit. You don't know shit. Let me take you to a real place, Macaroni Girl. And I think back about decisions like that that i made and like i feel horrible my skin crawls and that girl is still out there somewhere thinking i'm a guy that's like and i was the guy not only is she thinking i'm the punchline not only is she thinking i'm a joke i am a joke (laughs) well you know you know that macaroni grill that you're talking about i'm pretty sure is the one where we had my 21st birthday that was such a blast yeah it was your 21st birthday one of our best uh group photos ever where we had like almost every person Yep. In our extended, um, our extended uh, cinematic universe, mm. uh, <laughs> that like the way they have like some dumbass, um, the like these characters that nobody gives a shit about from Marvel, that's, and it's going to be a TV show, Falcon and yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like just two guys, just two random actors, Anthony Mackie and like the other guy, Sebastian Stan. They just—they're like, I don't know, you two, you owe us twelve hours of content on your contract, and they're like, fuck, all right, you two yeah. are just in a show now, right? And I, I always think about that in the context of like, like how we would have, like, in the nucleus, it was me and you, and like three or four other like real key people, and then amongst those three or four key people, some of them didn't interact with each other, and then there was like a, yeah. another like a, a, a wider layer of friends that were more. Not everyday friends, but like they were there, and and, the, and how every once in a while, two of them would hang out that don't usually hang <laughs> out, right. and yeah, it would yeah. be like it would just be like, oh, that's interesting. I guess Darren is hanging out with Billy. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> happening. I don't know. Like and the, those two guys. Like, I wonder if they have anything in common. And then sometimes it would blossom. It was it was a, a beautiful thing to behold. Do you think they had a good night? Darren and Billy, if that was like a real example, if that actually happened, that it particular It depends version. on which Darren and Billy, like what era you catch sure. those two um, very unique characters. In. Even though I think Billy's been pretty consistently the same guy, um, yeah. Darren is a guy who's been a couple of different guys. He's had a few phases. Mm-hmm. So depending which Darren you catch, um, you know, I think that that could really dictate... How the uh, how the night goes it would be a fun night. By the way, I love that video Demise sent us in the private chat of, of oh yeah, him, tell, tell him everybody what it was. But, 
he played one of our comedy rap songs, Butt Stuff, um, at a party in where is he right now? He's somewhere in Mexico, Cancun or something. It looks I it's think incredible. It's it looks like so much fun. Yeah, I know it's insane. But yeah, like a pool party with all these people and he's playing through the the pool's like speaker system, playing one of our dumbass songs. If you were in the shape <laughs> that Demise is in, would you just like not even care about COVID? Oh yeah, I mean, I would be like, this COVID not... can't hurt him. Can, I mean, can you on. imagine some fucking thi- like some fucking little virus? No, like he's spun out of steel. He's. <laughs> he just flex and like strangle the virus cells. <laughs> I don't think he could probably run like that, like the cannabis line, run, run 20 miles in soft sand. <laughs> he could probably run 20 miles in soft sand. I, I mean, I, he would probably just cough it out after like 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fuck it. I don't even know if he's inoculated or whatever. Like I have no idea. <laughs> he might just have said, fuck it. Like, yeah. I don't care, but I wouldn't either if I were him. So yeah, that's right. <sighs> so, what else, Q? Anything else? I was I was asking you what else, but that's okay. Oh, I didn't hear you. Did you actually speak those words? Because like I didn't hear thirty you. minutes ago, I did. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. I don't know. I'm just hoping we get this vaccine tomorrow. That'll be nice. Yeah, how's that going to work? Where where, where are you going to go stalk? We're going to Cashman. Where can people find you in physical space? Yeah, well, this will go up after we're already gone, most likely. But we're going to Cashman at 6 a.m. to get in a line that, if we're successful, by around roughly 7.30 or 8 o'clock, will then be put on a list and told to come back at 3.30 p.m. And at 3.30 p.m., we come back, and they start calling people off that list in reverse age order. Yeah. So if, if it works, it works. What happens if, like, one of you gets hit, but the other one doesn't? Would that happen? I just leave her there. and. <laughs> yeah, because you're older, so. Yep. She's no spring chicken. First. She's no spring chicken anymore. Yeah. She's not, like, 11, like, when you started dating her. Which is That's true, show, folks. by the way, if anyone is listening. That's, That's not show, parody. Folks. Look That's at the not, time. That's... Yeah, that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, da 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 da